When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go, as it is transfer portal time in Tennessee and also a little bit of opt-out time. I want to discuss how that affects the Orange Bowl. As Chris and I have talked about opt-outs and the way they're viewed now as opposed to 10 years ago, but now we have some names to kind of attach to that, so let's get right into it. Please hit that like button. We greatly appreciate that. It opens us up to more Tennessee fans that certainly want to keep track of what's happening with the balls and check out LandryFootball.com. Man, you're going to know more about football than anybody in your circle. I promise you that, LandryFootball.com. Uh, Chris Landry joins us now on Chalk Talk, brought to you by Owl's Nest Barbecue. So please hit that like button and if you haven't subscribed. Chris, we have some names of Tennessee players that will opt out. And I thought one was, was a little bit um, – understandable uh Cedric Tillman wide receiver he had had the ankle injury he had had the um, tightrope surgery and he will not play in the Orange Bowl I get it I think I'm probably like you I'm old school I don't like opting out but I do get it with a guy who's dealt with an injury throughout the season well I think I guess my best advice is that we um need to accept the fact that it has changed. And I think it's a byproduct of uh, when we made the changes to where the bowl games, other than the playoff bowl games, were marginalized or minimalized in terms of importance, that players were going to opt out. And I, I look at bowl games and I, I'm going to watch them all, but I, but I'm looking at it for different reasons, meaning I look at the players that are in the bowl game that are coming back next year, which we don't know for certain if everybody's coming back because they still could be some transfer portal entrance off your favorite team after the bowl games. But you pretty much know going into the bowl games, the guys that are not coming back, whether they're going to the draft or, you know, they're transferring at least it, if the bowl game, while it's important and you want to win it, if you look at it as kind of the getting experience for next year, I think that's with the practice and the bowl games that are the non-playoff games. That's what they're for now. So I think if you kind of accept that um, as the way to look at it, I think you can. It's more palatable. I mean, we got we got folks from UAB and Miami of Ohio and people like that that are opting out. You know, that are smaller schools. It's just the way it's going and you know, I think winning the bowl game is great. You got an extra trophy in your trophy case, but you know, it's just to me about maybe looking at players and looking at how things, you know, potentially might be on an individual player basis 
you know, what you got look, to look forward to next year. That's the best thing that the bowl games do at this point. Yeah, I, I agree. And um, I, I don't look at it like I used to, like you're giving up on your team. Now, if this were the college football playoff, that would be something entirely different. I think we can both agree on that. But with Cedric Tillman, he decides to opt out of the Orange Bowl. So, so does Jalen Hyatt. Uh, he, he's going to opt out of the Orange Bowl. And it's kind of odd for a moment. You know, he hired NIL representation. And some people not only thought he would play in the Orange Bowl, that he might return for another season. Clearly, as the Fred Blitnikoff, he's, he's ready to go to the NFL from an athletic standpoint. How would you compare those two guys and maybe project where they would land from an NFL perspective? Well, both are going to make it. I think Cedric's a little bit more polished and nuanced as a route runner. Um, Hyatt's just a little bit, a little bit more vertical speed and playmaking ability um, on the vertical routes. Um, you know, again, considering what we just talked about, you know, these are guys that um, they're not going to be with you next year. And once they decide they're not going to be with you, it does make some sense to say, well, let's look at other guys. I mean, uh, it, it, it kind of makes it again, these bowl games more of an exhibition, but I, I kind of look at it, you know, and say, well, this is what said team is. These are the guys that they're more than likely going to be lining up with next year. Um, as you mentioned, uh, as we just talked about, it used to be, this was the last game for the, for these players to play for their school. And now it's more like the first game of next year and looking ahead and, I think that's what everybody's thinking. So the guys that are pro prospects are transferring there to me. I just think that it's probably better that they step aside. If that's what they're going to focus on, focus on that. And as a coach, I'd rather be, this is who I'm going to practice. Who's who I'm going to develop and get ready for the game and beyond. Uh, because that's what you want to put your energies and your focus into. Um, I, I'd certainly like the senior players to play, but, I, I understand it. Those two guys are going to play at the next level and be good players. Um, you know, where exactly they're going to go. I, I'm going to hold off on that until everybody declares and we know, and we start to stack them. But I think both of those guys have got uh, good skill sets. Darnell Wright to me is, is going to be, this is my opinion. I don't know it top to bottom, but is going to be one of the, the better pickups of the draft. I've talked to, Several Tennessee players, they say he's one of the most naturally athletic players on the team. Do back springs and all that stuff at 330 pounds, which is insane. Um, he's shown that he can left and right. But let me get your, as a, as a scout, your thoughts on, on Darnell Wright, because I like him a lot. And, and the fact that if, if you were drafted right tackle, which is his natural position, and you had a problem at left, he could probably – uh, be a stopgap there. I just I, I think he's going to be a great pickup for somebody. Um, and what are your thoughts? Now he is going to play in the Orange Bowl. I want to be clear, but he is going at one season left because of the COVID year where he could have come back. But I I think he made the right decision. I can't I can't argue with him going to the NFL now. Yeah, neither can I. I mean, uh, I think he's got he bends naturally well. I mean, he's got really good feet. Um, I do think he's got some ability to play left tackle, uh, but I, I think he's probably better on the right side at the next level. And 
in the pro game where you need to protect both blind sides with, with, with a lot of, well, excuse me, both sides and not just the blind side that uh, I think he could be um, a, a really good fit. I am a little bit, just to tell you where I am with it. I am a little bit nervous about him playing in the bowl game because I mean, I'm, I'm happy that he's playing, but I'm praying that he doesn't get hurt. I mean, if you're going to prepare for the draft, most guys are saying, I'm going to do that. And and it's just as I said, well, then it's an opportunity to play some other younger guys in a game that, again, is not going to affect, you know, I mean, if you're concerned about where they're going to be ranked in the final rankings after the bowl game, I don't think, the, you know, this is, to me, a little bit, um, you know, worrisome that he doesn't get injured and, and affect his draft stock in this game. So it's kind of where I've gone along with it. In other words, I'm kind of more you in, you're in, you're out, you're out. If you're coming back, that's one thing. If you're going to go out for the draft, then then probably it's best to move on. But I, I admire him for playing, and, and I'm glad he's going to play, and I'm just hopeful that that he, um, he doesn't get injured. L- let me just say this, too, because you brought up something I think that's really in, um, when talking about with, uh, with Cedric. What I am hearing a lot of and what I would like to throw out there, because I have said this to, you know, another different forums, not on the air, but I think, you know, certainly airworthy is if you're not an elite prospect, meaning you're not going to go in the top half of the first round, it it is something that I think players are going to continue to explore and should explore. If I can come back and improve my draft stock, and I can get a really good NIL deal, you know, I mean, if I'm going to be a, a second or third round pick, fourth round pick, if I can get 75000 to 100000 in an NIL deal on top of, you know, free education and, and everything, then, I mean, I, I think that's a an alternative that they've not had before. So, hey, look, I can I can improve my stock, but I can make – you know, decent money, not life-changing money, but decent money for a year, it's something I would consider. The problem I'm seeing with a lot of guys, and I'm not talking about anybody on Tennessee, but in general, some other guys. When you see these guys saying they're coming out for the draft, a lot of them have no choice. Stop going to school. They're not academically eligible. So they're coming out not for the draft. They're coming out. They're going to give it a shot. Some of them that look, at least for me, when I see them, and I say, this guy is not a draft prospect. <laughs> he won't get drafted. And there's some of them out there that have declared. And I'm like, I immediately know uh, they stopped going to class. They don't like school. And they got no option. Uh, or they got some really bad advice. And it could be either. But I think those are the dynamics that it relates to coming out for the draft. Not the transfer portal, obviously. But because that's where the transcripts and the academics do factor in. Chris, I don't want to with this guy, so I, I'm not sure if you've scouted him or not. My apologies. Um, but uh, Ryan Carter, um, the, the one thing he said that I thought was significant is Tennessee felt more like home than Alabama. This this looks like a recruiting win over Alabama. Yes. Um, I don't know how much you've seen him, but these are the type of wins that Tennessee has to have to get to the next step. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, there's no question. He is an explosive talent. He's a playmaker. Um, he's got really good instincts. Um, 
I, I think he can be a guy that could that could uh, be a really good pursuit player. I mean, he runs very well. I think he's got good balance. Um, he's got good change of direction, and he is a guy that if I've mentioned it before, and I've always look at this as you know, guys that can be difference makers or guys that they see as maybe a fit for them that they're trying to develop. This guy is potential difference maker. He's got that type of ability. He's the type of guy that Alabama recruits and usually gets. Alabama's got like, I don't use the terminology, but I, I use it for people to know they've got like 21 four stars in their class, you know, um, and, and the rest five stars. Um, this is a guy that that they'd like to add to their class. So that's a good get for them. It's a difference maker get. They need more of them like that if they're going to compete with Georgia and Alabama. But, you know, it's one step at a time. This is They're not recruiting to the same level. In fact, I'm doing a series on LandryFootball.com, the Landry Football Podcast Network, of breaking down all the recruiting classes and, and kind of looking at how many top 300-level prospects that you have. And Tennessee's, you know, not quite to double digits. But this is a guy that can make a difference with, with, with that type of an impact player. Interesting stuff. We'll see if Tennessee can continue that momentum into the offseason. Obviously, a huge uh, 2022 season for them. Brought to you by Alice Nest Barbecue. They have the expertise and they have the rubs and the sauces at Alice Nest Barbecue where you're going to be able to step in. They're going to say, what kind of flavor do you like? They're going to tell you and you're good to go. Alice Nest Barbecue also has the Green Mountain Grills. We love those. And uh, Alice Nest Barbecue brings you Chalk Talk with Chris Landry each and every week. So he is Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off the Hooks Sports.